You're listening to Hashtag No Filter with Zach Peter. That's me, your naturally platinum blonde pop culture connoisseur. I'm the reality TV junkie, self-improvement addict, and host with only the hottest tea spilled fresh all week long. Those balls have gotten you into trouble, though. Oh, you? Yeah. They picked us because we're horny. Yeah. Right. And that's your chronic state. 24-7. <laughs> My life has changed so much that it's almost like a completely different life. From the latest news on The Real Housewives. I'm so happy to be here and engage with you. Deep dives into celebrity legal scandals and unfiltered convos with your favorite stars. I've got you covered. And yes, I always keep receipts. Welcome on in. Welcome on in. Welcome on in, guys. What's going on? Happy Thursday. I hope you got a cocky handy like Marisol Patton celebrating the finale of The Real Housewives of Miami. We have our finale recap that's now up on the Ring of Reality TV podcast. Also, guys, are you ready? I'm coming to Philly. I'm coming to Philly April 27th at City Winery, Philadelphia. You can get your tickets. Go to nofilterlive.com, nofilterlive.com. Hi, Andy from Pace, Florida, drinking some hot tea. Ooh, let's get it. Oh, artist, sorry. Hi, artist from Pace, Florida, drinking some hot tea. I love it. Who's coming to Philly? Who's got their tickets? Let me know. Get your tickets to No Filter Night Out. The Brav Bros are going to be there, and we've got some very special surprise guests. I'm very excited about the show. Um, it's going to be very different from from last year's live shows, so I'm excited. I can't wait to see you guys again, and I look forward to, you know, hanging with all of you in, in Philly for our first No Filter Night Out with the Brav Bros. April 27th. Get your tickets at nofilterlive.com. Nofilterlive.com. Limited tickets available. Um, some people are asking about live stream. I don't know if some people will be, if, if we'll be able to do the live stream yet. Right now, the focus is on selling some tickets. And if people buy some tickets, then maybe we can look at adding on the live stream option later, closer to the date. But for right now, Definitely go get your tickets, guys. Nofilterlive.com in Philly, April 27th. Okay, we got uh, Lorraine. We got Coffee Buzz. We got Aaron D. We got Alicia. Been missing the lives lately. Work has been a bitch, but it's worth it. Hello, Alicia. Welcome on in. Love my cockies. Who doesn't love a little cocky? Karen from Newcastle. What's going on, Karen? Drinking a hot cup of tea? All right, shall, shall we dive in? I think we should dive in. Um, we have a lot to break down. Jen Shaw's salary has been outed. Erica Jane's announced that she's going to be doing a Vegas residency. So much happening. Brandy Glanville. Okay, let's start with the Brandy stuff, right? So Brandy Glanville has vehemently denied any wrongdoing while filming Real Housewives Ultimate Girls Trip Season 4 with Caroline Manzo. As we know, she had to skip the Traders reunion. Peacock, Peacock was like, yeah, no, that's not going to happen. Nora, the Explorer 64, thank you for the badge, my love. I appreciate you. Um, okay, what are they trying to tell me? What are uh, Okay, just tried to order chocolate, and the first thing popped up was a chocolate page. Vans was broccoli. Ooh, they're telling you you need some broccoli. So, yeah, Brandy is finally popping off. She's clapping back through her, her rep. Obviously, uh, Peacock and Bravo have made their statements. Um, Caroline has not made an official statement, but everything was under investigation. It 
I'm assuming at this point has probably found some sort of resolution and Brandy's now allowed to make a statement. I know she wasn't allowed to speak out prior, but her rep came out and said that the Traders was one of her favorite projects and she really wanted to attend the reunion. And she's, I guess, disappointed that they didn't allow her to attend the reunion. And she says that she vehemently denies any wrongdoing while filming Ultimate Girlship season four. And like, listen, she's finally spoken up. She's finally spoken out. If she's able to make this statement... I wonder if that means the investigation has concluded and she has been cleared of any wrongdoing. If she denies any wrongdoing and she's now been allowed to make the statement or she may have went went rogue and made this statement all on her own. I just know she wasn't allowed to make any statements on this. Um, Interesting. Very, if anybody works in HR, very curious at like what you think would be the appropriate way to handle a situation like this because yeah. Brandy is her own worst enemy. It's very sad. I know. I love Brandy. High, high tones. I love Brandy. I appreciate, you know, what Brandy brings to my television screen. She brings drama. She stirs the pot. She, you know, she's feisty. She has good confessionals. She's unfiltered. Great. But it's just like, you know, people came at her very hard. Stacy, that's right. Innocent until proven guilty. Very true. I'm team Brandy. Most people are not. I know most people are not team Brandy. They immediately assumed that this was true. I saw something recently about how people, somebody was posting like some quote or something statement on their Instagram stories. And they were basically saying that like people look for things that people do wrong. Like we're looking for people to burn at the stake at this point. We want people to be bad. We want people so that we can feel I don't know if it's that we can feel like self-righteous and like we can punish other people because we can say you're bad and we want to burn you at the stake for things that you've been accused of without actually giving any one grace or two like room to like figure out what the fuck happened you know like we're so quick to be like this person said this and we're going to immediately you know cancel somebody else over that like we don't give time to process things we don't give time to and like I said I broke down the full story and it sounded like it wasn't that Brandy assaulted Caroline and Caroline felt assaulted by Brandy. From what I've heard, Caroline was triggered by Brandy based off of a past experience that Caroline had. And this made me think because there was a, um, a couple years ago, I had a friend, um, who had a Xanax addiction and I was not aware that she had had that addiction and it was a very bad, strong addiction prior. And so I remember one time when we were kind of hanging out, um, she's like a very hyper friend. So I remember one time just being like, girl, chill, like take a Xanax, calm down. And I said that quoting Ramona from the trip with Aviva on Real Housewives of New York. And so I said it in like a joking way because we both loved Bravo. And I didn't know until much later that she was like, I had a Xanax addiction and that was very triggering for me. And I was like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. Had I known that, I would have never said that. Obviously, it's a very different example. And, you know, they they don't hold the same weight. But I'm just saying, there are times where you can do and say things that can trigger people. And that doesn't necessarily mean that you were, you know, assaulted. I don't know, that you were trying to push that button. Sometimes there's just, you know, you just don't know. And so sometimes you do things and, you know, Whatever. Not trying to defend Brandy. I'm just saying we need to give room and time and space and grace. And again, innocent until proven guilty. And in this case, you know, we'll see what happens with Brandy and Caroline. She did, and since she wasn't able to tape the Traders reunion, she did end up taping her own mini reunion with Reza Farhan, who also skipped out on the Traders reunion. He had just lost his father. So he did not end up taping the reunion after all. Not a mind reader. Um, 
exactly. We're not mind readers. And sometimes we don't intentionally do things. But um, she and Reza taped a mini reunion for her podcast, Brandy Glanville Unfiltered. So yeah, what would be your ideal Real Housewives Ultimate Girls Trip cast? I'm tired of Ultimate Girls Trip at this point. I feel like... Um, I mean, I don't, we've already, we're at what, four seasons, four different casts. I guess I'd really have to think about, I'd I'd want like Erica and Rinna because they would definitely stir up the pot. Um, I think, uh, Melissa and Margaret would be kind of fun. Um, from Potomac, I want Ashley Darby and Candace. I think Ashley and Candace would be fun. Even, I wouldn't even hate like Candace and Wendy. No, I really like Ashley Darby. I think Ashley... And Candace are the future of Potomac. Um, Miami. Oh, Dr. Nicole for sure. Dr. Nicole and Gertie. Or Kiki. If we can bring Kiki into the mix. I love Kiki. Um, I did Beverly Hills. OC. Uh, yeah. I mean, I guess those are some of the names that I would put for an Ultimate Girls Trip. For my own ideal Ultimate Girls Trip. But I look forward to hearing uh, Reza on Brandy's podcast. And hearing what they have to say about the Traders reunion. That they were unable to attend. And see what shade they got to throw. Um, yes, some people are talking about Candace Dillard getting sued by Michael Darby. So I guess he is trying to sue her for comments that she made at the reunion, claiming that he has performed some fellatio, um, or has been, yeah, he's performed fellatio. I don't think it was that he was the receiver. I think he was the performer. All eyes on me in the center of the ring, just like a circus. Okay. In some, he, there was a guy that he was going and he was, you know, doing some thinglings with his dingling. And now Candace has said it on air and on camera and he was not happy about that. So he's suing her, claiming it's defamation of character. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if the allegations were true. I was on Proud FM Toronto this morning or earlier today and it aired uh, this afternoon in Toronto and they asked me and I was like, listen, I wouldn't be surprised if the allegations are true. I don't want him to sue me. Um, Candace Dillard is Bassett is the one that that made the allegations. I mean, I wonder if she can really get sued for that. I don't think he's actually trying to get what was it? Two million. I don't think he's actually trying to get two million dollars out of her. I think if anything, he's just trying to you know, cause her a headache and cause her some court fees just to be a jerk and be like, you want to talk about me? I'm going to drain your finances. You know, it was like when Heather McDonald got sued by who was it? Um, oh, shoot. The jerk husband on Real Housewives of Orange County. Remember? And she had Shannon and was it Tamara? I think it was Shannon and Tamara. And they were both on Heather's live podcast and they said something and they were getting threatened to get sued. And yeah. That's a lot of money he's trying to collect. Listen, anytime somebody files a lawsuit, it's always going to be for a lot more money than they know they're entitled to. You always have to aim big because you know you're going to fall somewhere a little lower. So, yes, he aimed, he's aiming. Oh, Jim Bellino. Yes, thank you. It was Jim Bellino that sued Heather McDonald. And she ultimately won because it's like, come on. You guys are ridiculous suing people for the stupid shit. Um, he's going to have he's going to have to pay her legal fees. If she ends up winning that, yes. And I hope she does. The case ain't going nowhere. Michael is just in his feelings. Yeah, he's in his feelings. It's not going to go anywhere. I don't feel bad for Candace. Candace doesn't seem worried. Like, she's fine. She's going to be fine. She's going to be good. Never saw Traders, but we didn't get it in Canada. But Andy, oh, Andy what? Um, but Andy had on the winner. She won Survivor twice. She's great at reality TV. Oh, yes, yeah, Sari was great. Sari killed it. Um, you can't sue her for feelings. I would be a millionaire. Yeah, 
you can't, but also you can. This is why I was also like on people about like the Erica Jane lawsuits because people are like, oh my gosh, she's getting sued for this and she's getting sued for that and they're suing her for this much money. I'm like, do you not realize that anybody can file a civil lawsuit for anything, for any amount, and they can really just be in their feelings just like Michael Darby. A lawsuit, that's why when people are like, oh my God, did you see this housewife is getting sued? And did you see this housewife is getting sued? I'm like, it doesn't mean anything. When there are criminal charges filed against somebody, that means something. A civil lawsuit doesn't mean jack shit. I can sue Jack across the street and say, hey, I saw him looking at my booty hole and it hurt my feelings. I want to sue him for $5 million and I can take him to court and, it, and we can both appear before a judge and pay lawyers to do it. You know what I mean? And it would go until the judge is like, that's ridiculous. And then the judge dismisses it. That's how lawsuits happen. We live in a very litigious society. Yes, Alicia. Yes, we do. Gives Ashley a new storyline for next season. Does it? I don't think it does anything for Ashley. Poor Ashley. I feel like she just keeps getting going through it. Class action. Yeah. Okay. Let's move on to Jen, Jen Shaw because her salary has now been outed. Okay. We now know how much she was making. So in new court documents, they show that according to Shed Media, Jen, who produces Real Houses of Salt Lake City, they paid Jennifer Shaw $34,500 per episode of Real Houses of Salt Lake City in season three. That's crazy to me. That's an insane amount of money for the third season of a housewife show that isn't even the number one housewife show. Maybe they expected it to be a, a, a top show and that's why they agreed to pay her that much and she negotiated well, but like I don't think the ratings really showed. So Real Housewives of Salt Lake, uh, sorry, Real Housewives of Dallas star Stephanie Hallman is also speaking out, and she's saying that that's a lot of money for a third season housewife. She's like, I didn't. She's like, I was making good money in my fifth season, but in the third season, and it was a short season too. It was only fourteen episodes. So, and if you add up thirty four point five times fourteen episodes, that brings her up to nearly $500,000. That's half a million dollars. Just under half a million dollars that she was that she got paid for season 3. Or I guess she's not going to end up seeing all of that. But so the gross was 34.5 and then the uh like with taxes and stuff taken out I believe it brought her down to like 20,000. So from 34,000 to 20,000 is what she ultimately ended up making um, per episode. That was her net income per episode. And so the government's come in and they're like, hold up, wait a minute. Because housewives don't get all of their salary up front. And so the government's like, hold up, wait a minute. We're going to come to collect on that restitution that you owe. Remember all those victims that you said you felt bad for? And if you would say their names, say my name, say my name, you would say their names in court, but you didn't. Mm-mm. Yeah. They want 25% of that episodic rate. So they will be collecting 25% of not her net income, but the gross income. So that 34.5, they're taking 25% of that, which comes down to about 5,000 per episode. They're taking that and using that towards her restitution. For me, I'm like, she should have just relinquished all of that. Like, what does she need to get? She needs to buy some Cheetos in prison. Like, come on, she doesn't need any money. Coach makes, they said that in court, they said coach makes $600,000 per year. That's enough to support his family. His kids are grown. They're off at college. They can get a job and support themselves at this point. Coach Shaw doesn't have little kids that he has to take care of. Coach uh, Coach Shaw doesn't have to take care of Jen. He just has to make sure he buys her some Cheetos in prison. She good. She can make six. She can get her Cheetos in prison with his salary. Like she doesn't need her housewife's money anymore. I think she should have just given it all up, said, hey, listen, 
I want to pay my restitution quicker, take my money. But no, she and her lawyers have agreed. Well, I mean, I guess she still has attorney's fees. But again, 600 grand is good money to be making per year. Coach is good. She don't need no Cheeto allowance. She good. But I just, I don't get it. What is the cost of living in Salt Lake? Well, she's not in Salt Lake anymore. She's in Bryan, Texas prison. So cost of living in Salt Lake City. I mean, Salt Lake is one of the more affluent parts of Utah. But again, they don't have to live there. And I think last time I heard Coach was planning to move to Texas so that they can be closer to um, he, they can be closer to Jen. One of the boys is only 16. No, that's not true. He's graduating high school. You don't graduate high school at 16. I believe he graduates this year um, or he graduates this this summer. So, yeah, he's at least 17, if not 18 by now. Again, even at 16, at 16 years old, Marianne, he can get a job. He's old enough to understand his mother broke the fucking law and she needs to pay for her crime. Period. End of story. I don't. I don't tolerate anybody like being like, oh, but I feel bad for her kids. They're not three and four. Yes, I do feel bad that they don't have their mom, but they're also old enough to drive to Bryan, Texas prison and go visit their mom where she is, where she got herself locked up. Locked up. They won't let me out. Um, do any of your listeners have friends or family in that prison? I'm so curious about how she's doing. Uh, I don't have, I, I don't have any friends or family that ha- that know anybody that is in prison, um, let alone that specific prison in Texas. But I mean, if anybody else has somebody, I know some people know people that work there or maybe have gone there. I don't know if you guys have any tea on that. I would love to know too. Hi, gorgeous. Pray for me. I'm in Arkansas for work. Oh, well, I pray for you in Arkansas. I, I'll pray for you and I'll pray for Arkansas. Prayers to Arkansas. I believe they can. I believe they can them prison residents now. Um, I don't know what that means. She can convince someone to give up the Cheetos on their books. She worked in sales. Exactly. She's a smart woman. She don't need Cheeto allowance. She can just con somebody out of their Cheetos. She said that she was going to help all the bad ladies in prison become reformed, and she was going to teach them how to how to become better ladies out of prison before she even went into prison. So listen, she good. She is good. If she can convince them to take her class, to take Jen Shaw's How to Be a Better Woman class, then she is fine. They can pay her in Cheetos. Did she feel the same way? Do you feel the same way about the Chrisley kids? Um, yes and no. I feel bad for the little girl. Grace, is that... Was that her name, Grace? Um, I feel bad for her because unfortunately she lost both of her parents. So... I hear Erica is being iced out. What are your Erica's not being iced out? That's not true. It's not. No, that's low budget tea. Um, so, yeah. Uh, do I feel bad for the Chrisley kids? I mean, y- yes and no. I mean, it's hard with the Chrisleys because the Chrisley case is very different from Jen Shaw's case. Jen Shaw has admitted to her, um, has owned up to her crime. She has made a plea deal. She's pleaded guilty. The Chrisleys did not plead guilty. They went to trial. They were trying to fight it. They're still maintaining their innocence. So, I mean, it looks a little, it's a little dicey when you actually look at the evidence against the Chrisleys because, you know, saying that they forged documents. If they're, regardless, there are fraudulent documents that were provided to banks that allowed them to take out these high interest or these big loans, right? And then they tried to file for bankruptcy and default on the loans and whatever. So, that is hard for me to reconcile because that sounds really bad. Um, but 
but they are still to this day maintaining their innocence. They have not pled guilty. I feel bad that there was a little girl that they were still taking care of that already lost her, both of her parents lost custody. So now, you know, she has to be passed on to somebody else. That's hard. She's young, you know, and she is the victim of, you know, her parents committing a crime. She needs somebody to take care of her. Chrisley's didn't steal and harass old people. That's true, too. Like, the Chrisley's and the Judices had very different types of crimes. They scammed the system. Uh, I know people are like, well, if you scam the system, then taxpayers have to pay, and I have to pay, and I'm a victim. And I'm like, fuck off. It's not all about you. Um, sorry. <laughs> sorry. That was... <laughs> I let that slip. That's the margarita talking. But I get it. They ripped off the system. They weren't trying to harass people that they knew were vulnerable. Zach, you gave Jen the perfect place to do her last interview. White crawler. You deserve the credit. Um, yeah, I did. And she didn't take the opportunity. So Chloe's the little girl's name. Yes, Chloe from the Chrisleys, not Gracie. Uh, Chloe, that's correct. So I feel bad for Gracie. Um, or sorry, I feel bad for Chloe, not Jen Shaw's children. Jen Shaw's children are old enough to understand what's going on. Chloe is too young and, and does not understand what's going on. So I think she should have given more than the 25%. I think her lawyer should have been like, listen, let coach make his money. This will help pay off your restitution faster. I actually want to reach out to Justin Paperni because he emailed me the other day and he's like, do you have any questions about Jen Shaw's first week in prison? I'm like, uh, no, I don't. Don't care. Uh, but now I do have a question. But like, so now that she's only given up 25% of her episodic rate from Real Houses of Salt Lake City, my question is, why don't you give up the whole paycheck considering your husband already has a good job? Grayson is the real son's name. Chloe is adopted. Um, Chloe is adopted. Chloe, yes. Chloe is technically adopted because Chloe is their granddaughter, not their actual daughter, but she's still their kid. Um, yes, yeah, she did that. Zach, she did the interview with them the day before she left. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Justin Pepperton. Yeah, I know she gave the interview to him, but at one point we were talking about her coming on my podcast and me asking her the hard questions, and she didn't want to do that. I have zero empathy for the Chrisleys or Jen, but I want to keep watching this car, this car crash. I mean, I feel you, Mary. No wonder Jen Shaw had fake bags if you're not rich already. Yeah. How about the victims of Jen that took their own life lives? Um, I don't know. Sorry, Joey. I don't know of any of the victims specifically that did that, you know, took their own lives. I know that there was one that said that they were feeling that way. I don't know if that was actually something that happened, though. How long are they sentenced? I'm so late. The Chrisleys, oof, the Chrisleys, uh, I believe Julie is in prison for seven years, and Todd is in prison for 12 years. Jen Shaw is in prison for six and a half years. Again, very different situations. One went to court, one went to trial, one lost, one pled guilty and took a deal. That's why. Um, okay. So that's all about the Jennifer Shaw stuff. Shall we move on? Do they not take money from coaches' paychecks? Um, they don't garnish coaches' paychecks, but I love the way you say, Julie. Um, they don't garnish coaches' paychecks because coach is not the one that owes restitution. However, if coach wants to voluntarily help his wife pay back that restitution a lot sooner, that is an option. And that's likely going to be 
a real option. Um, is your Miami recaps on the Ringer still on Spotify? Yes, my Miami. We did a new recap of the Miami finale that is out today, so you can ch- catch my Real House as a Miami finale recap on the Ringer Reality TV podcast on Spotify. Adoption makes you a real child. Exactly. I agree. Okay, let's move on. Drew Sedora from Real Housewives of Atlanta and her husband Ralph have filed for divorce after nine years. Oof, that's crazy. Zach, you do a good impression of Todd Chrisley when you say, Julie. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Lauren. Someone did take their own life. Oh, I I was not aware of that, Lisa. Um. If that did happen, that is awful, and I feel horrible, and that makes it all the more awful that, you know, what Jen did. Hi from Canada. Hi, Canada. Hi, Stella. Okay, so Drew Sidor and her husband Ralph have filed for divorce after nine years of marriage. Drew released a statement announcing her decision to leave Ralph. She said that she releases her husband with love, and she hopes to move forward separately, remain friends, and co-parent responsibly. So their divorce filings happened on um, You're More Butch Than Todd. Thank you, Tyler. That actually makes me feel very good. So they both filed for divorce on Monday. Drew filed just one hour before he did. So it kind of sounds like, you know, go into the courthouse and we're gonna get divorced. And they were like rushing to see who can get divorced first. Drew won by one hour. And it seemed like all was, you know, it was an amicable split, right? Because she was planning to release him with love. She was just going to, like, ashes in the ocean. She was releasing him with love, right? Well, so much for releasing him with love because that love bubble popped real quick. Okay. Zach, your eyebrows are fired. Thank you. Thank you. Um, Yeah, so... In an amended divorce filing, Drew is now claiming that Ralph is a serial cheater and an adulterer, and she's alleging that he mentally abused her. She claims he took money from her, unbeknownst to her, until I guess at, until it became beknownst to her that he took a lot of money from her. Um, and apparently, there was an incident where he got like really physically aggressive with her, and she was on the phone. And he took the phone out of her hand, and it caused her to fall to the ground. And she was like, "Oh, help! Help! Where's my life alert? I've fallen, and I can't get up." And he's like, "This is my phone. I pay the phone bill, so this phone is mine." I was like, "Ooh." So she's saying for those reasons, she no longer wants to release him with love. <laughs> um, I don't know. I just think this is kind of ridiculous. I think the, the fact that on Monday, everything we split amicably and it was all with love. And then by Wednesday, like in 48 hours like that, so much for remaining friends, so much for ending amicably, so much for unconsciously coupling. In 48 hours, it all changed real quick. And now she wants physical and primary uh primary custody, primary physical custody of their kids. Um, So, yeah. I mean, my God. She just, she's doing all the things, ain't she? They both, like, I just, divorces are messy, but, like, I just find it comical. Not a Drew fan. Yeah, I'm not a Drew fan either. Yeah, most people seem like they saw this coming. So, to me, it's just like laughable that you were that now you're making these big accusations against him and claiming that he was, you know, physically aggressive towards you because he pulled the phone out of your hand and it knocked you to the ground. And Tom's house was broken into and he confronted the burglar and had to go have eye surgery. And so I sent my son over and he flipped his car over in the snow five times. So, yeah, I'm under a lot of stress. Like, come on. I again, allegations need to be substantiated. I don't want to diminish her experience. But again, 
Monday, you were cool releasing him with love. And then come Wednesday, something else happened. You're like, nope, he mentally, he took my money unbeknownst to me. And now it's been beknownst to me. And now I say we're not splitting amicably. She also claims that the, the the split date, I think, was like February 23rd. And he claims that it was February 19th, which is very interesting that like they had split and like are already filing for divorce. Like that was like a that was very jarring. Did they have, you know, Ralph has anger issues, which we've witnessed. Yeah, I'm sure he has a temper. Yes, I'm sure he absolutely has a temper. And there's no listen, temper should never be excused. Right. But there's a difference between having a temper and mentally abusing somebody and physically abusing somebody and financially abusing somebody, as she's also claiming. So we've been knew he was a dog. Yeah, he's a dog. He ain't he ain't good. He's the dog. And he probably also was getting, you know, his stuff done at the roundup. Weren't there allegations about that? And he was like flirting with his assistant like he was not a good guy. He ain't he ain't no prize. Wasn't Ralph the one who went to Tempe for a week? Was he? Probably. I don't know. I don't pay much attention to Drew and her storylines because I think she's boring on Atlanta. Not the 19th Cynthia Bailey's birthday. Ooh, happy birthday, Cynthia. Tampa. Tampa, Florida. Yes, I think he was. Um, so, yeah. We'll see how that plays out. It's interesting to watch it all play out now, but, like, they've already taped the season of this new season of Atlanta. The trailer's supposed to be coming out, so... I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I hope Ralph didn't use Drew's son for a book, never thinking of adopting. Oh, Katie, that's sad. I mean, not, I mean, yes, what you said was sad, but also I forgot about that piece. Like that makes it even more sad. Um, Cause he was saying that and this, the thing and the thing and the, oh, Ralph's tongue is getting stuck on the stripper poles. I know that's right. Um, okay, so let's move on from Atlanta. Let's move over to Potomac. Potomac. Mia. Oh, Mia, Mia, Mia. Mia, Mia, my oh my. So she seems to be remorseful after that last reunion, after part two of the Real Houses of Potomac reunion and ahead of part three of the Real Houses of Potomac reunion. She's now issuing some apologies to Peter Thomas, one for repeating the rumor about him and Wendy without his consent. And two, she's also apologizing to Jacqueline, her friend. I never expected that. Did you see Peter's video about the claims she made? The one with Wendy? Wasn't there a video of him? Like he was like with Wendy, right? Like, and he filmed her. Um, I saw that one. But so she's now tweeting out and I guess G's not happy about it. Um, but listen, so this is what she tweeted. She said, first, first, I'm sorry what I heard. I'm sorry for repeating what I heard without discussing the discussing the alleged with the person directly. I have so much love for my family and friends. It pains me to know that I caused so much off camera drama. Brotherhood is bond. While G needs more time to process, I want to publicly apologize for spreading a rumor. It's rude and not very nice of me. So she's sorry that she went and put that out there. And then she's also issuing an apology to Jacqueline, which, again, I never thought I would see that day come. But she said, second, I want to publicly apologize to my bestie, my sister, my ace. I'm sorry I was not able to give you the emotional support you needed while embarking on a new chapter of life. I'm sorry I was nasty and rude, so nasty, so rude, and didn't find more patience. I know we may never be okay, but no, I want the world for you. 
interesting. Interesante. Very, very interesting. Um, I think, like, she just wants to win the audience over. Like, what do you guys think? Is she trying to win us over before part three when Jacqueline really airs all her dirty laundry? Or is she truly remorseful? It sounds like G was unhappy. Yeah, I agree, April. It sounds like G was unhappy with what she did to Peter. And he's like, that's not cool. That's my brother. You need to make it nice. And she's like, okay, I'll make it nice. And she issued an apology via Twitter. And interesting about Jacqueline and why she decided to, maybe there's more. Did you see the video G was talking about Peter? The video G was talking about Peter. Oh, I did not see that. What was the video? Okay, give me that recap because I did not catch the, I saw a video that I thought Mia tweeted that showed Wendy with Peter, right? Like it was something that Peter filmed and it was him like having dinner with Wendy or something. Um he said how he hung out for five minutes and they used him for a storyline and how he doesn't hang out with the girls and didn't do what she said and his company suffered from it. Ooh. G is also fearful of a lawsuit. Yeah. I mean, Mia, get your shit together, girl. Gosh, Mia, my, mama Mia. G was responding to Peter's video. Ooh, my goodness. Now the men be out here doing the things. Hmm. Mia is a mess, but she needs to know when to stop. It's not entertaining anymore. I agree. Peter, uh, he was going to sue if she didn't retract. Yeah. G was responding. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not surprised, honestly. Yep. Peter said he would contact his lawyers, and I don't blame him. Yeah, Mia just doesn't think. And I think Jacqueline was right. Mia sold her soul for fame. And, it, like, look at what she's doing. She's literally wrecking their lives and making causing more havoc and hurt and pain that is not necessary you know now mia has no money coming in so an apology yeah she's definitely gonna apologize now she don't have money to fall back on oh yeah yeah it was nice peter cleared wendy's name yeah that was nice I'm on Wendy's side. Mia lost me when she threw the water and I'm not a big deal as Wendy. I mean, yeah, I just, Mia's definitely lost. She made this, the show interesting. She's entertaining to watch for sure, but she's just kind of becoming annoying at this point. I can't. G went off about how Peter was saying that he didn't know G and Mia personally. G was like, oh, you mean you didn't come to my house to play cards? Hold my daughter? How is this story affecting your business? Oh, G. Oh, Jesus. Mamma mia and Jesus Cristo. Well, in some better news, um, Erica Jane has announced that she's got some new music coming out and a possible Vegas residency. Are we going to go see Erica Jane in Vegas? It's expensive to be me. Eh, eh, eh. That's just who I be. It's expensive to be me. Mm-hmm. I like it. I like it a lot. Um, she attended the Billboard Women in Music Awards this week with Dina LaPolt, who's her music attorney. And while on the red carpet together, they told E.T. that she's been hard at work and her next stop is going to be Vegas. And she says that it's going to be amazing. It's going to be fabulous. She can't wait. New music is coming and a show in Vegas. That's going to be interesting. A Vegas residency. I mean, I'm ha- I'm here for it. I'm ready. This is going to be the redemption arc for Erica this season on Beverly Hills. That's when they're like, they're icing out Erica and they don't care about Erica. I don't think that they're icing out Erica, to be honest with you. From what I heard, Erica's like close to Crystal. Um, Erica and Sutton, I know, have their things. Garcelle seemed to be open and receptive to 
having a friendship with Erica. They Erica said that they've hung out three times so far and all times have been pleasant. So, yeah. That would be great to see them, you know, all get along. But I think that might be kind of boring. But I've heard the production doesn't really want, like, a crazy wild season. They kind of want a tamer season. So, we shall see. Zach Pack live show and Erica show in Vegas. I, listen, I would love to do a no-filter night out in Vegas. That would be a good time. So, But listen, our first stop is going to be Philly. And stay tuned, guys. Get your tickets to the Philly show. No Filter Night Out in Philly, April 27th. It's going to be fun. We're going to have fun. We're going to get lit. We're going to spill some tea. I got lots of tea to spill, and I cannot wait to spill it. I've also got some great tea spillers coming as well. So stay tuned for that. Some surprise guests. Wouldn't that be crazy if I was like, and welcome to the stage. Surprise guest. Adam Newell. Wouldn't that be funny? Um, everyone deserves an opportunity for change. I agree. I give zero Fs. How many Fs do I give? How many Fs do I give? Tones, you have to come to Philly. You were supposed to come to Nashville, and you didn't come to Nashville. Tones, you have to come to Philly, my boy. Um, Zach could be an opening act, right? Wait a minute. You're coming to Philly? Ah, I got to look into it. Yes, guys. Go to nofilterlive.com, April 27th. We're doing No Filter Night Out with the Brav Bros. So if you like the Brav Bros and you like me and you like listening to their podcast and my podcast, get ready because we're going to do a live taping of No Filter. Zach, would you open for Erica Jane? Yeah, I would absolutely open for Erica Jane. Erica, call me. Call me, girl. You got my number. It's expensive to be Um, Aaron, is Eddie in Philly? I didn't know Eddie was in Philly. What you thinking about Garcelle sh- saying she's good with Rinna gone and that she's the fan favorite? I mean, I listen, you don't need to know what I think about it because if you watch the clip, <clears throat> April 27th tones, yes. April 27th at City Winery in, um, April 27th, City Winery in Philly. Get your tickets at nofilterlive.com, nofilterlive.com. I would love for you and Adam to get back together if Jacqueline and Teresa can, anyone can. I Listen, I've, I've said it a million times. I would be open and I am hopeful and I we shall see. Um, I don't think it's in either of our hands though right now. I think there's definitely another influence involved in that. But listen, I wish them all the best and I'm excited for my new shows. I also don't want my no filter night outs to be compared to the spilling tea live tour because they're very different. And you know, this is a new and exciting year and this is a new and exciting project and a new opportunity, you know, for us to all hang and vibe and get lit and have a good time together. So 2023 is not to be compared to 2022. 2022 was special and I loved the spilling tea live tour and I would do a million spilling tea live tours. Um, but listen, now we're doing something new and I'm excited for this new venture and I'm excited for, you know, this new opportunity to come and hang with you guys. So nofilterlive.com, get your tickets. I'll be in Philly April 27th. Oh, uh, so happy for your live shows. I will be in Atlanta already, but excited to see a pos- and possibly stream. We shall see, Mallory. We shall see. So happy for you, Zach. Thank you. Zach, you do your research. You're very professional and entertaining. Thank you. Um, and I would love, love, love to open for Erica Jane. I would come out and do, it's expensive to be me. Eh, eh, eh. 
Hey, hey, that's just who I be. It's expensive to be me. Yes, Mallory, um, I am going to be doing a monthly live stream with Jacques from the Unpopular Podcast, and we're going to be popping off, popping off on not just Housewives, not just Bravo stuff, but we're going to be popping off on everything. Okay. Um, no after parties. Tonight. I did an after party last week, didn't I? We will I will do an after party with Jacques soon, though. Maybe I'll do like a little Instagram after party on my personal account at Just Plain Zach. So maybe I'll do like a Q&A. That'll be fun. That'll be fun. Maybe I'll do a Q&A. Pat the puss. Snap, snap, pat the puss. All right, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's live stream. This was fun. I had a blast with you. Have you picked more cities you're visiting or just just the test run? Um, Stay tuned. Listen, announcements will continue to come. Uh, I think like three is the number we did last year. I think three is the sweet spot. Um, so yeah, I think I've already teased a big, a big show coming to LA soon. Um, and I'm already saying too much, but okay. I love you guys. Bye platinum, platinum blondies. Oh, my platinum blondies. Hi, Mary. Um, all right. Thank you to the Platinum Blondies. Thank you to the members of the Zach Pack. Um, get your tickets at nofilterlive.com, guys. And if you use, well, actually, tickets technically go on sale tomorrow morning, um, but the Zach Pack has early access to tickets. So if you're a member of the Zach Pack, there's a special code. The special code might be Zach Pack. I shouldn't have said that, but. Oh, well, it's out there now. You can use that code to buy tickets right now, like right this second. You can go to nofilterlive.com um, and get your tickets to the show in Philly. So there you go, guys. I love you. I appreciate you. I will talk to you soon. Give me a follow personally at Just Plain Zach. Follow the podcast at No Filter with Zach. Subscribe. Hit the like button if you're watching this live on the YouTube right now and let me know what you've been enjoying about the podcast. If you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, leave me a nice five-star review on the Apple Podcast because I love the reviews. I love all the things. All right, guys, I love you. I appreciate you. And I will talk to you very, very soon. Have a good weekend. Ciao for now. Get your tickets. Nofilterlive.com. Boom. All right. Bye. Bye, 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 bye.